Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Yo, Aries, I had the weirdest dream the other night. I'm in a ping pong tournament, right? And I'm playing for the championship. And all the balls disappeared. That's when I thought about Rujin Men. Man, if you need to be game ready, Rujin Men is for you. If you've run out of balls, guess what? I got balls. They're not white balls like ping pong balls, but they're balls. That being said, you need a wingman? Well, I want to tell you about Rujimin. Rujimin is going to help you impress in bed. If you've got a long-term partner or someone new, you want to feel extra confident, you need to go with Rujimin.com and get yourself Rujimin ready. What's Rujimin? Rujimin is made from the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And you can get it prescribed online and shipped directly to your door. I know there's others out there that will do it, but why do you need Rujimin? Because it's the only product with a patent-pending formula that combines both the ingredients from Viagra and Cialis for optimal results. The dosage is customizable. Rujimin's patented sublingual delivery system. You place it under your own tongue. Allows for better and quicker absorption. It works in 15 minutes or less. Because when you're ready to play the game, you need to be ready to play the game. Rujimin tastes good. Soft mint, no chalky, bitter medical taste. And Rujimin is prescribed by doctors and made in licensed American labs. This is a call to action, man. Kind of like the Batman movies. When Commissioner Gordon puts the bat signal in the air and Batman meets Commissioner Gordon on the roof. In other words, put the Rudiment signal in the air, which is probably a pair of balls and a hard erection. And guess what? Men will meet you on the roof. Listen, do yourself a favor. Go to Rudiment.com right now and use promo code S15 for 15% off. Once more, that's Rudiment.com. That's R-U-G-I-E-T-M-E-N.com. And use promo code S15 for that 15% off. Be rudiment ready. I know my balls are ready. Are yours? Hey, Aries, I just wanted to uh, make sure everybody out there knows that we have shows coming up in Portland while they're listening to this. We're in Portland. If you're in the area, please come out and see us. Aries and I have shows Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Six shows total, two Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday. Yes, sir. And they gave me a show on Thursday so I could do my hour. I could stretch uh, my 15 minutes of jokes into uh, you know a full hour. But if you want to come out and see me, too, I'll be out there on Thursday just doing one show at 8 o'clock. Um, please come out, support. You don't, you know, you don't have things to do. You just got out of COVID. You guys are trying to figure out how to spend some time, spend some time at the comedy club. Hey y'all. Uh, before we begin, uh, if you heard Wednesday's episode, uh, you know that I invested in some sound equipment, some official podcast sound equipment so that I don't sound so shitty when Andy and I are not in the same bed. Uh, what? That being- <laughs> Uh, I want to make sure it sounds right. So I need to do a test where normally you go testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. So Steve, this is for you. 
Uh, hopefully this sounds good. Testing one two oh Steve. Testing one two oh Steve. <laughs> Doing good, man. She, she, girl she, is back, dog. She is risen. And um, not only that, she asked me for tickets. She will be at the show. Our girl has not left us. Her bitch badge is still shiny and in effect. So without further ado, you know what time it is. Sarah, Sarah, no time is up. Good time for your uh, And she writes in Jamaican, hop off my fender. I don't know what that means. Uh, hop off my fender, wise words from a Jamaican poet. How many tickets did she ask for? Uh, just her and a guy. Her, so she is bringing the dude. Yeah. You okay. Know, you know I'm, I'm excited to I meet him. I want to meet him. I do too. I want to see what it is. All right. Uh, I wish I would let some crusty dick motherfucker out the gate, right? <laughs> this bitch out the gate. Okay, I'm reloaded. You fuck with me, you fucking with the best. Antonio Montana, I kill you. I, I wish I would let some crusty dick motherfuckers who probably only have a 420 credit score and a couple STDs to their name affect my life. If I recall correctly, Andy, if I recall correctly, Andy and, I, Andy and I were engaged in a debate where he was trying to convince me that the general public, that Trump didn't say a quote that has been recorded on multiple sites. That debate went back and forth and didn't, didn't really end on anything substantial. Somehow history has been altered and I got checked. I wish these Steinberg sexuals <laughs> would take my name out their mouths and clear some room for Andy's dick. I haven't written in because I don't have anything relevant to say lately. A lot of these illiterate, dirty mattress on the floor having niggas could learn something from not writing in till you actually have something of value to say. Because some of these emails are as painful to listen to as some of the artists you have signed to trash bag productions. I, li- <laughs> I listen to this podcast every week. It's in my top three favorite podcasts every week. Oh, no, it's in my top three favorite podcasts. But sometimes I don't have anything to say. Unless you want me to write about the accumulation of sand that develops in my orifices when the whole podcast is dedicated to Marvel movies. My interest and commitment to the Marvel universe is on the same level as Aries' desire to be faithful to one woman. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm telling you, Shamar, make room in the side seat, baby. You got the chopper, but this bitch is coming with her own ammunition, too. She gave you the backhand on that one. Dude, these are my two favorite women, Shamar and fucking uh, Farrah. My interest and commitment to tomorrow. Oh, blah, 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 blah. So in conclusion, I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. Name that movie. Wait, wait, wait. What movie is that? I ain't got to do nothing but stay black, black and, and die. die. What fucking movie is that? It's going to fuck with me now. Um... And for anyone who has a problem with me or my commentary, please lick my whole asshole. But wait for when it's unwashed on a hot day. I'll get it real right for you. Morgan Freeman. Ah, yes. There's nothing like Asshole, and when it's real ripe, it's kind of pungent. It's like eating a plum that's been dipped in prune juice. Yes, it's still sweet, but there's a bit of ooh to it. <laughs> Nothing better than that. Okay, Sarah, I love you, baby. I can't wait to see you. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have to say anything. You unloaded on all these motherfuckers. So, oh wait, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Oh wait, I'm sorry. There's more. Oh shit. 
I heard the question on the Brilliant Idiots podcast with Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz. And the moment I heard this question, I had to find out how you two would answer. If you and Andy switch bodies, you wake up one morning and your soul Aries is in Andy's body. You find out that the only way to get back into your original body is to fuck one another. How long would it take you before you two switch back? Uh, dude, you're staying white, dude. <laughs> uh, you're staying white. I might have to, nigga. I might have to try this Jew thing for a while. Well, you try it. But I'm going to tell yeah. you, I'm going to go. Well, it is to be a nigga. I'm sure you'll come crawling back. I'm going to go out and learn how to play basketball in your body because you have not done so. My, my torso ain't it. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm hoping to attend the Portland show, but I'm not 100% sure. But then this, I think this was pre her hitting me up on Instagram, asking for tickets and confirming. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm also going to pay for my ticket, save the free ticket to email her on wheels. Lastly, if I do attend, please refrain from tackling me on the merchandise. I will end the suspense and let you know that I'm not a bad bitch, especially because Aries' idea of a bad bitch is a hoofed female grown in a lab. <laughs> so I give you that though. You stay with the motherfucking jokes though. I give you that though. Uh, shit. <laughs> uh, I put a little extra on that laugh because that made me happy. <laughs> All right. All right, Farrah. See you there, baby. Uh, love you, mama. Uh, here's another one from a nigga that's been missing in action. Uh, let me get to it Leroy Furious and he titles it I'm back Leroy Furious apologies for the absence lads I was drowning in some coochie juice well then nigga uh, you don't need me to throw you a a motherfucking life preserver do your thing also Rand Foots, Junebug Spade and Miles Wardlaw Wardlaw are good guys. They don't have the desire to steal a Caucasian woman's vagina. I'm vouching for them. Me personally, I like to buy pussy from beautiful black queens. You too. Huh. All four seasons of Fargo are dope. Season two is the best. My in-between is dope. See, my in-between is dope. Season one is the best. This podcast is awesome. I listen to it when I go Walk when I go walk through dangerous neighborhoods at two a.m. <laughs> Nigga, what are you doing? That the pussies in that neighborhood. All right, I got something I want to do based on that, but let me finish reading this. Finally, Aries, if you want to get your body right, all you have to do is cut sugar and do some cardio. The weight will fall off. All right, talk to you guys in four months. Ha ha! I'm the special guest on this show. I just pop in every once in a while, like a Stanley cameo. I gotta correct you on that, brother. Stanley cameos are the opposite of what you do. That motherfucker's in every movie. He don't pop in once in a while. He's in every movie, so I got to correct you there. He, but listen, Leroy, back to you walking through neighborhoods at 2 a.m. I know ain't nobody going to fuck with you. Why? Because you're Leroy Furious. Leroy Furious is a bad motherfucker. He's so strong that when he hits a motherfucker, he falls down with him. Who that nigga is? That's Leroy Furious. Leroy Furious. His dick is so big that if 27 passengers fell off a carnival cruise ship and were drowning, his dick would be the logs that they hold on to before they get help. Who that nigga is? That's Leroy Furious. Leroy Furious is a bad motherfucker. If he pull his dick out, the whole room gets dumped, a la Bertie Mac. Who that nigga is? That's Leroy Furious. Leroy! Love you, baby. Dude. um, Oh, I was going to say that Stan Lee. Yes. Before he died, he recorded several more cameos. So he's going to be in a bunch more movies. Yeah, that motherfucker knew what he was doing. Oh, and by the way, um, just so we don't run away from that too soon, uh, Loki on Mar- uh, on uh, Disney, Marvel, I didn't think I was going to like it. 
Yeah, I refuse to watch that. Check out Loki. It's it's not it's uh-huh. it, it's different than I thought it was going to be. I didn't I didn't like the character from the movies that N- much. Neither did I. And I and I checked it out, and it's good. I don't know if it's going to stay good the whole way, but it's good from the beginning. It's completely different. It's completely different right now, and it's, it, there's a lot of humor in it. Check it out. All right, might might have to put on my to do list. It's short, man. You're not gonna you you won't get entrenched. Got you. Uh, FFB332 Mob Williams Wrestling is not fake What up ANA Arises I have a real problem with you and what you said about wrestling The way you dismissed it Like it fake Now the storyline might be fake But take a look at Hell in the Cell Undertaker versus Mankind And you tell me that's fake All due respect But it takes balls and guts to do any physical shit like that, like that. Let's not disrespect other people's professional. Uh, if you can't do it, it, I would never disrespect what, what I would never disrespect. What do you, because it takes balls. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's also not fake uh, is real articulation. <laughs> so nigga, uh, Figure out how to wrestle these words together. And <laughs> a lot of fake, nigga. Um, can't do do you because it takes balls and guts. And I don't mean to come off like I'm coming at you, but nothing is fake when you could get killed doing it. All right, nigga. Um, listen, I get certain aspects from it. Physicality-wise are real. You know, I know my uh, I know uh, Hulk Hogan has had to have a hip replacement. Uh, these guys put wear and tear on their body and they have to retire for a reason. I get that. But for me, it's about the end results. It's about the carnage. It's about the real damage. When Mike Tyson or any prominent boxer knocks a motherfucker out with a sweet punch and they don't get up, they don't get up because they can't. Not the script. That's different for me. Yeah, that that's fair. But as long as you understand the the storyline, and I think this is what, and I try to say this, I think this is where people have the problem. The storyline is faked. The win, the the outcome of of the fight can even be faked. But the battle that goes on in the ring, that they choreography, it might be choreo, there might be choreography in it, but they are actually there's some brutalness going on in there. And I I opened up for Mankind is the one that I said I, it does comedy. I'm pretty sure, yeah, and. uh Dude, he the dude doesn't walk well. I mean, his knees are gone. He's busted up. Um, it, it's it the 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 battle isn't fake. Some of the choreography is a little, you know, they don't actually kick you in the face, but but they can get kicked in the face. I, I don't know. I I understand both of your points. I I just like I said, I think there is a little brutality that goes on in there when when they're taking a when there's a way to hit someone with that chair. But they don't always hit him that way with the chair. And even when the way that they're supposed to hit you with the chair, it's still painful. It still hurts. Listen, I, I, there's a person who wrote me an email <clears throat> on this same topic and said, you know, the story, when it's, just, it's not just the fight. It's the story and the, and the plots and the, and, the, and the acting. I view wrestling storylines, plot and acting the same level as I view porn storylines Plot and acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get to the fucking. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck about the storyline, the plot, the acting, which none of these guys are thespians. Get to the fucking. Well, but Get he, to the fight. But you even said this. Uh, when uh, Hulk Hogan picks up. Uh, Andre yeah. And slams him to the ground. That all that all has to be done. I mean, it, there ain't it ain't CGI. It ain't that's that's real. But the difference, but the difference is Andre the Giant is letting him do it. It'd be different if he goes to slam him. Andre's fighting it, and he gets off the slam. That's remarkable. Yo, this nigga, all five tons of them fought him, and he did it. Accomplishment. Yo, badass. Nigga, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as you try to slam me, I'm gonna give some lift to help you get it off. 
I'm going to jump a little bit to help give you a, a boost. And then you slam me. That's fake. But the slam isn't. He actually has to take that abuse. I understand it's not a hundred percent, but it is there's there's real activity going on in there. It isn't CGI. That's all I mean. Let me follow up with another one about this. Lewis Blackshear. What up, fellas? What it is, y'all. I recently I was recently listening to the episode where you, Aries, was talking about the wrestling biography of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've been a long time wrestling fan and I think it's fascinating you were interested in it at one time as well. Let me stop real quick. I also watched another one recently about the ultimate warrior. That was dope too. Listen, it's interesting to hear stories from about from the beginning to success, because I might be able to take things from that and go, Oh, that's what he did or go. That's interesting. So I almost prefer that more than the wrestling, but I digress. What uh, I also think is ironic is how much pro wrestlers and comics have in common in reference to the grind and dues you each have to pay. I agree with that. The quote you were referring to that, cap- that catapulted Steve Austin was, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. The wrestler who helped set up that quote for Steve was Jake the Snake Roberts, whose gimmick at the time was a recovering addict who found Jesus. He intentionally did that for Steve for the purpose of, as they say in wrestling business, getting him over. On the other hand, I've heard through various shoot interviews and wrestling podcasts that wrestlers can be very cutthroat and vicious in the efforts to get ahead and or protect their spot. I commend you, Aries, for having Aries. I commend you, Aries, for having Aries back. And my question is, have you or Andy had to deal with other cutthroat comics and situations where they've tried to step on you both to get ahead. Also, am I correct in my belief in there being a difference between a comic and a comedian? For example, Pryor, Murphy, Fox, Red, and Jamie, Cosby, Carlin, Davidson, Mooney, the Kings of Comedy, Holcomb, the Wayans family, Patrice, you, Aries, Lawrence, Chappelle, Rock are just a few I consider comedians. Folks like Saget, Keenan Thompson, Schumer are just a few I consider comics. My personal definition of a comic is one who hits or miss and sometimes they try too hard to be funny as opposed to comedians who are just genetically gifted with natural charisma and humor. They just make you laugh without effort. Obviously, I know it's a subject to perspective. Um, Obviously, I know it's a subject to perspective. I think the word you want to use is subjective. But I'd like to know each of your thoughts. Thanks for making... Thanks for making laugh uncontrollably, uncontrollably. And you laughed so hard that you forgot to put my in there <laughs> or me uh, while driving my tractor trailer. I love the gay parody of Stallone and Schwarzenegger adding the others along with Pacino is brilliantly hilarious. Thanks, fellas. P.S. No disrespect to Andy. I haven't heard your routine as of yet, but rolling with Aries. I'm confident you bring it. I'm going to let you tackle that first about comedian versus comic. Uh no, I, well, there's comedians and comics to me. Well, <laughs> by definition, there's a difference between a stand-up comedian and a comic. Comics can be people who are comic actors, uh, people who do uh, uh, improv. Is, they can be called a comic, but a stand-up comedian is is uh, a, is is a a very specific art form. Right. Uh, his definition of where he goes on Schumer or Saget. That's that's just where. You may like one's comedy versus another comics. I, I, I don't think that you can make that definition. My problem with, uh, I wish there was like some uh, training model word for comics because it seems like anybody who does an open mic, after they do their open mic, they go to their Facebook page and they write comedian, whatever, whatever. Um, I, I don't know how to define what a comedian is. I finally just figured out that I might be one. I think once you start getting paid professionally for what you do by title's sake, you are a comedian. How good of a comedian you are depends on how much you get paid. Uh, Listen, that to me is apples and oranges. Um, I do believe that there are some people 
like in any profession, who are gifted beyond others. Where like you look at Chappelle, you look at Patrice, you look at Burr. They feel to me born to do this. It, it, it flows, the wittiness, the natural ability, improvisational skills. You could tell they work from their gut and their head and the two are in alignment. Um, and all of it is work, all of it is failure and su or success through failure. But, hey man, some dicks are bigger than others. That doesn't mean you can't fuck. That, mean, that don't mean you don't know how to slang it, but some dicks are bigger than others, um, comedically. Um, and I think some dudes are just more gifted than others, and it comes off within the performance. You see it, whereas other guys have to work real hard to be funny, real hard, you know what I'm saying, to be successful. Whereas others, it just flows like water, be water. But Chappelle is as great as Chappelle is, and I obviously I think he's one of the A and B of the greatest. Um, and we saw him earlier, and he was already Chappelle. He was already funny, but like I said, he's at another level right now. Uh, and then I heard this Jay Z quote where he said, "People see successful people, and they want to emulate the success." But they don't want they don't not taking into account what it took to get to that level. They're emulate they're trying to emulate the success part without going through all the, the work that it took to get to that. You can't emulate that part. Yeah, those are called YouTubers and Vine when Vine was out. Yeah. And Vine people. But that, you know, when you say that too, I do think that people can become uh you know, when you spoke of alignment, I don't think that alignment starts off for everyone at the same time. I think you work to get aligned where your 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 timing, your the the moment of the of the world that you live in and everything works. I when I was at that uh it was interesting to me and just real quick to say this. When I was at the concert last night that I went and saw the Foo Fighters and then I saw Dave come out and it it was a moment that that touched me because um like I was watching uh when I was watching the Foo Fighters concert it, those guys were doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing right now at this specific time. And I saw where art and time and talent all made it work together to come together to make this moment. And then Dave walked on and it's a completely different art form, but at his level, when they walked in together, I saw all this art come together at the same time. These people who put this effort into being who they are. And it really struck me what, what Jay-Z said, too, because we're talking about the Foo Fighters have been together for 26 years, plus uh, the time, obviously, that they put into doing music before they were together. And then, you know, what, what, what does uh, Chappelle have in now? Uh, almost 40 years of comedy? 35 years? What is it? Because he started uh, at 13, right? He, he, I think he's like a... No, he's not too far removed from me. Like, I think he's two years ahead of me. Okay. That being said, though, he you know, 30, 30 plus years in comedy, all that coming together, it takes time. And if, when you see someone say, what's the difference, comic comedian, I think a lot of it has to do with time as well. I, I think, I don't think anybody comes right out of the gate and Richard Pryor was not Richard Pryor. Yeah, but Richard Pryor was trying to figure himself out. But but the talent was there. The talent was there. I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. you don't need some kind of talent. But talent is is just it, just like in basketball. There's people who play in the NBA, and there's people that play uh, at Rucker Park that are as good as anybody in the NBA, but they can't play the NBA game. There's people that are funny and have those natural abilities, but they can't get up on stage and do it. Yeah, but 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 I think that with with growth. You learn techniques yeah. uh, in stand-up. But again, at the heartbeat of it, th those that are truly special, that's evident from day one. Yeah. Now, you can learn the techniques as you grow, but at the heart of it, like, you, again, I got to bring up Michael Jordan. Every coach from Dean Smith to Bobby Knight, when Bobby Knight coached them for the Olympics, said the same thing, the raw talent the explosiveness, the desire, the will to win, 
playing hard on both ends of the court. Now, the technique part is learned the more he plays. Do the teachings of a Bobby Knight, of a Dean Smith, eventually of Doug Collins and a Phil Jackson. Of course, but the raw ability was evident from day one. Except he got cut from his... Other guys didn't have from day one. Yeah, but Jordan also got cut from his high school freshman basketball team because... And that nigga nigga who cut him has... (laughs) Ain't been the same since. <laughs> but the raw abilities can be there. You have to put it all together. And and sometimes it, it, it isn't it isn't all formed yet. Listen, Burr wasn't the same Burr that we have today. You're not the same Aries. You, you know, as a matter of fact, you even do, you know, if you come to your show, you have less impressions than you've ever had because you've taken your your comedy to a different level. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with impressions. Impressions are great, but you want you have changed, you have grown, and you have you put things together in a different way than you didn't do 20 years ago or 10 years ago. I mean, true, uh, but that's what I'm saying. That, 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 you know, that that kind of growth comes over time. But and I'm not believe me, I'm not saying this to be you know uh, vain or arrogant. But even at an early age, motherfuckers was like, yo, this nigga, wow. And again, I'm not saying that to have a moment of vanity. I'm just saying to my point, there are some people where you see it in them early. Yeah. Now, if you don't develop that, if you don't nurture that, that can, that can go the opposite way. Um, but, you know, when you got it from the beginning... I think that's what separates in his question some comments from others. Yeah, I, I think there's prodigies in every field in comedy. And comedy and has this. Prodigy. What? Uh, as I'll put that on the shelf along legend. Uh, that's for other people to say. But yeah, nigga, I was I was nice. I was nice. Yeah, I'm still wait I'm still waiting to be funny. That's humility and all that uh, self deprecation. Uh, for my girl, Deidre and Johnson, Miss Johnson, if you're nasty, Monique. Hey guys, I may not agree with Monique about her being a comic legend on par with Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, but I do agree with her stance on how black folk appear in public. It makes me, and she puts in caps, insane. Furry house shoes, pajama pants, curlers, plastic hair bonnets. Arr, she writes. Uh, I will say that I will say that it isn't just black folks. As Andy said, Americans in general are just too damn casual in their dress. When I vacationed in Italy many years ago, the men, women, and children dressed beautifully. In the supermarkets, in the pharmacy, going out for casual strolls around the piazza. Piazza. Hope I'm saying that. Piazza. Uh, Piazza. You can tell Americans a mile away with their sneakers, wrinkled shorts, and fanny packs. I went to a high tea here in New York at the Ritz-Carlton, dressed up nice. In walk a white couple looking as though they had just run out of their apartment to go to the grocery store. I was like, are you kidding me? White people don't even dress up to go to a Broadway show. I will say, though, the black folk will get pressed to see anything on Broadway by August Wilson. We do look amazing for that. Deidre and Johnson. Deidre, and, I, and there's an email here from Cece, uh, who basically is saying the same thing. And there's an email from Mookie, where his girl is saying basically the same thing, but the rebuttal is the same in the sense that they're basically saying, bitch, mind your business. And I'll say it to Cece, and to Mookie's girl, I agree to disagree. I, I, again, I, I, I got to find an email specifically that addresses my words on it, where I specifically mention Mammy. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I just think it's a bad look, dude. I, and, 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 and listen, I hear the black women that say sometimes you want to rush. You don't have time. Yada, 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 yada. I hate it. I hate it the way I hate seeing brothers 
and with sagging pants, do-rags, it just looks slavish to me. I don't like it. I don't. You know, um, I don't want to put this in the same context of what you're talking about, but uh, uh, but it has to do more of what they said where I said uh, that we all, as Americans, we all have become very casual. And someone told me this a long time ago, which I thought was great. They, they said, dress for the job you want to have. And I, and I think that that's, uh, that's kind of key because you, we all have an image of ourselves and we want to reflect that image to the world because that's how we want to be seen because that's the position that we want to be put in. And I, I, I did hear, like some people say, it's four, four o'clock in the morning, you got to catch a flight. I get that. And you want to be comfortable. I, I've worn less than uh, spectacular clothes on a flight at four o'clock in the morning. But you don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know who you're going to see. You don't know that that's... You're not going to run into anybody significant at four in the morning. Might. And furthermore, and furthermore I remember, I, I remember uh, for New Year's Eve, P. Diddy was doing a party in Miami. And I was flying to Miami to go to the party. And Tyrese was on my flight. And it might have been 5, 6 a.m. And the dude sitting next to me knew who I was and wanted to talk business. And, hey, brother, can we meet? And blah, blah, blah. And I remember Tyrese was sitting behind him. And Tyrese goes, I can't believe y'all talking business at 5 in the morning. So chances are you won't meet somebody that early. And if you do, business is not on the agenda. You never know. But even with that being said, I hear what you. I hear what you're saying, Andy. About to me, it's just put on a goddamn baseball cap. Anything but the bonnet. Put on a baseball cap. I'm not going any further with this. I, I told you I've already. Uh, I thought I went deep enough. Well, let me follow up because I found the email I was talking. About. Okay. Uh, JV Hunt, uh, robust AF Spearsburg Pod email five. What up, ANA? I wanted to respond to two things you all talked about in F-266 and 267 about the black women wearing bonnets in public thing. As a black woman, I don't like it, but honestly, I could care either or. Aries, you say you hate it because you don't want them to represent us wrong. It looks ghetto, mammy-ish, lazy, and Andy said it shows a lack of self-respect. Firstly, if they want to walk out the house wearing bonnets and scarves, that's their business. I know black people, unfortunately, are sometimes forced to represent each other collectively, but you can't control what people do. Secondly, the mammy was a caretaker and wearing the bonnet while they served their white slave masters and their families was to protect their hair while they cleaned and cooked. She didn't want to burn her hair or have hair in the food. In fact, slave owners perverted the idea of the head wrap when really it was a practical thing since slaves couldn't wear natural hairstyles like braids. Check out this link if you want more information. Head wraps in the African-American slave, Lania Germania. Those women, the mammies, were for damn sure not lazy. Being a servant, especially for no pay, was hard-ass work. God damn! So I denounce the idea that wearing bonnets makes someone look lazy. The black woman you see in may be wearing the bonnets in public because to fix their hair up to look presentable, which in some cases is a euphemism for acceptable for white comfort. And an airport isn't her priority. It's getting to where she needs to be. To make her hair look presentable as a black woman takes time. And sometimes you don't want to take 15 to 30 minutes in the morning to fix it up for motherfuckers who don't know you or to make people more comfortable. If she's not harming anyone besides your belief, then it shouldn't be your business and or you shouldn't care. And are we going to extend the same critique to black men who wear their do-rags outside? Think about that. Aries, I agree. Seeing men sag their pants used to infuriate me so much that when I was a little kid, I wrote a letter to President Obama to prohibit it in public. And he or a staffer wrote me back thanking me for my concern. I just want to say, uh, I know what you mean. Uh, I, I think it's lackluster. Uh, I think it's lazy. And I don't think we should do it. 
I actually had this conversation with Michelle and I said, uh, I'm glad if I don't have a son because that would be a poor look. But I do have daughters. My daughter, Sasha Millet. And if they wore bonnets and scarves, uh, I don't know that I would agree with that. But thank you for your concern. Uh, I'm going to get back to being a president. Uh, but ultimately, we can't control people. Uh, so you shouldn't let things bother you so much. Also, this thing with God. Aries, I know you have your bouts with believing, but if you are curious to know why God doesn't, does or doesn't do things, the best advice I have is to read the Bible. I'm a Christian and I don't believe everything having to do with my religion, but I believe in God. I started a plan to read the Bible from cover to cover in a year in order to fill in the holes of my misunderstanding and perhaps answer, help answer questions. I can't make up my mind on something without all the context. Uh, so if you're really serious about figuring out definitively on whether you want to believe or not, and that's what it's about, belief, not fact, then really consider reading the Bible. Um, but there are such things as divine intervention. I have my own stories and I agree with Andy. Free will is so real. Would you really want to live in a world where God controls every move you make? Probably not. He gives us the power to reset, to reject or re accept him as fucked up as it is. We wouldn't know what's good without the bad because we wouldn't have the distinction. That's why books and movies with supposed utopias end up with a dystopia because of perfect societies wouldn't work because perfect societies wouldn't work. We're human. We're going to mess up. That's a lot. But I hope you let what I wrote marinate. You know, Josie, to answer your question, and I, I don't know if this is me being greedy, but I wouldn't mind living in a world where God intervenes sometimes. Like I said, to me, I live by mafia rules. No women, no kids. Yeah, we should all have free will. But when it comes to raping women, when it comes to assaulting physically women, when it comes to molesting and killing and raping children, I think that's when God should step in and go, nope, no women, no kids. That's my belief. You said it's about belief. That's what I believe. And I'm not going to read the Bible because the motherfucker too thick. Uh, and I just can't. I don't have time to, to try to read a bunch of Hildas and Heathers and shall not shall be's and beeth onto it. Uh, it's too much shit for me. They, um, they make other Bibles that have all that out of it. They got a Dr. Seuss Bible. They do. They have Bibles that are 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 read <laughs> that are understandable. They they yeah. more in an English format. God gives man free will, will so that he hopefully don't kill. Whatever the Dr. Seuss version is, give me that. Yeah. Um, and baby, you were who I was talking about when I said let's agree to disagree because it ain't. And again, it's not about white people's approval for me. I also could give a damn what white people think, but we also are still living with certain uh, stereotypical images that I don't think help when you perpetuate that. You know, it just, it's, I just, it, I don't understand if that's the image that's been around of a black woman as a man, as a mammy or a caretaker, why do we want that image? They, 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 they took the scarf off Aunt Jemima and gave her a perm. Now they don't even call it Aunt Jemima. They've renamed the whole thing and removed the black woman. I'm a little bit for some of that shit. You know, when I, when I, just, I just, when I see black men sag their pants, under my breath or I clench my teeth and I go, this nigga, look at these niggas. Because with that dress, comes an attitude, comes a behavior, and it's, and it's not a good behavior. It's not a good attitude. I, ju I just think it's horrible. Um, she said something about uh, the Bible, and then she said she needed to read it because of context. I just want to bring something up. You never said, uh, when you, and I, you use, what, what term do you use? Do you use mammy? Yeah. What else did you use? I said it looks mammyish, slavish, okay. lazy. But you never said that the people from that history were lazy. 
You were no. you were putting it in context to today as it being lazy, not right. to, not to. So when I, I hate when people do this, and I hate when people say I say things, but what they do is they change the context of it. You said that it looks a certain way, and it reflected. But you're talking about using that today, not in the past. No one ever said that these people are the people from this uh, air that you're talking about were lazy talking about it in today's context. And when you change the context, then it, does, it doesn't make the same amount of sense as what you were saying before. Two, I don't think that I said it doesn't show self-respect. And if I did, I apologize because that was not meant. I was very careful to say that I didn't really have uh, a reason to, uh, to judge this, but I will say this. Um, I don't think that it, when you speak of this and how we look at each other, I, I don't think that it's bowing to white America because as you, as one of the other letters pointed out, they're at high tea and they see some white folks walk in and they're dressed. She said wrinkled, look wrinkled shorts or what it looked like they were going to go to the grocery store. So we already have determined that all people have looks and that we do this. Listen, any, any white person that's looking at a black woman and, and wants to critique her hairstyle She's a person that already has a problem with black people. It's not, this isn't, uh, I, I don't want to worry about that person. I, that person hopefully will age out of our society uh, through COVID or other means. But again, if we're being honest, most white people don't even know when black people are having a bad hair day. They don't. They don't know our hair. No. They don't know our texture. So, I mean, the, the closest that white people have to understanding hair that they might have and, and had in the past, and we still see it today with some restrictions at school, is dreads, because they don't get that. And the reason they don't get that is because white people sometimes try to do dreads, and they don't do them the same way, and it shouldn't be done. I'm not saying a white person can't have... I'm not, I'm not making judgment on white people dreads. I'm just saying white dreads don't look like black dreads. Again, white dreads to white people is what tattoos are to black folks. Like, if we're being honest, white people have a, a blank canvas. So colors pop. It looks amazing, tattoos on white people. Black people, all our tattoos are basically black and brown. There's no color. Color doesn't jump off on us. Because we have already, our canvas is already painted. Right. So dreads on niggas look exotic. It looks like niggas is born out the ocean. White people with dreads look like they're trying. Uh, trying or that they need to clean up. Exactly. So, but all this being said is, I, I, I feel like there has to be some point where we stop looking at it. It's because it, I don't want to bow to this way or I don't want to bow. That's not, that's not what it is. I mean, listen, it's so funny right now because from, and again, it goes to trying to see all sides. White people are looking for black acceptance. As well, not all white people. There's white, like I said, there's white people that but need a lot of black people looking for white acceptance and agreed. So let's try to get over the acceptance part is not what we're looking at here. You're looking at specifically something that looks. You're going to have to finish that. That does, doesn't look appealing to you because it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it has a place in society anymore to you. Listen, and when she goes. uh if that person wear, is wearing a bonnet doesn't affect you, then why do you care? Because there once was a time when black unity meant something. You know, we were going to talk about on yesterday's podcast, Juneteenth, but we didn't get around to it. And when you talk about Tulsa and the time when black businesses were thriving, black communities were thriving, when we were well to do, we dressed to the nines. We dressed up. We took pride in how we looked. And one of the biggest thing, things that, have, that has always hurt the black community is division. We've never been a race uh, 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 cemented in togetherness. We've never been a race. I mean, there was a there were pockets, pardon me, there were pockets of time a la Tulsa where we were. And we took pride in that. But as a whole, We've always been the most divided race on the planet. So, again, it ain't about white people's approval. But in terms of unity and how we're looked at by anybody, why can't we look 
the best we can look. Why can't, why can't we, you know what I'm saying? Even though it doesn't affect me, it affects me. Well, like we said in the previous episode, when a boxer wins a match and it goes back into their community, remember we were talking about that last episode? And it affects the community. And it affects the community. So what you're saying, I, I get what you're saying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this in a way that makes sense to me. Uh, and what you're talking about alignment in the black community to uplift everyone would be to, to take, to take that to your next level. I guess I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to really recreate what you're saying, but I understand what you're saying in the point of how we talked about uh, Hearns going back and to, to Detroit and the community felt bigger because he won. Well, in any community, when everybody is successful and putting out the right image and look, it raises the community. That, that makes sense what you're saying. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, Patrice on, on Opie and Anthony was talking about, because Anthony didn't understand, how come black people always feel the need to represent each other? White people are very individual in that sense. What you don't, what you do, don't affect me. I don't give a shit. And Patrice was like, that's because historically we've always been put in positions where we have to represent each other and represent the community the right way. Because if one black person did something that was deemed awful, somehow, stereotypically, it meant we were all awful. So it was like, yo, brother, don't do that. Come on, nigga. Be better than that. Because if you look bad, we look bad. Whereas white people have never had a we type of mentality. Yeah, that's why white people don't have that Hitler mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, as, as stupid as that sounds, and as jokey as it sounds, why don't, why, why don't you see Hitler mustaches around? You mean other than white, when Michael Jordan had it? Yeah. <laughs> Just on one Haynes commercial. Right. Uh, but no, why don't, why, why isn't it, it's not presentable? Because it's a bad look. Right. So uh, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to relate that to the, to the headwear of anyone. I'm just giving the analogy of what it is. Um, yeah, man. That Juneteenth, though, that you brought, I'm glad you brought it up real quick so I could just say that because I, do, I was doing a show here in uh, New Jersey and uh, it, was, it was on Juneteenth. It was on the 19th. So, uh, you know, uh, and there's some black folks in the audience. And I said, uh, hey, man, you know, just, uh, you know, we're, we're here on our holiday. Uh, we, it's, now it's a national holiday, Juneteenth. And I saw some black people just kind of not, you know, I, I saw that they, they were happy that, it was, that I mentioned it, but that I could feel the, the disjointedness in the room. And all these white people started applauding. Woo! And I was like, okay, that's great. I'm glad we're here. Glad we're all here together. Uh, but I had to check them, man. I'm so, I, you know what? I'm going to say that this. I'm getting get some pens ready. I know I know who I am, and I know I'm not a black person. But I think you can catch a little bit of blackness because when I saw these white, all the white room like applauding this, like they that they did something, I had to check them. I was like, okay, that's great that you all. But what what's the holiday? Can you can you tell me what the holiday represents? And I loved, and, and you know, I loved asking the room, and the room got completely silent. I said, because I said, I shot, I said to the white, I said, so the white folks in the room that were just applauding, I go, what's the holiday mean? And you know, and, and it got real quiet, and then one woman raised her hand, even, and I said, well, what is it? She goes, it's the end of slavery, and I go, nope. And then we went through the whole thing until the room understood what it was. I understand the frustration. I understand some of the frustration. Let me just say, I understand. I, 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 not, I don't have to live it. I don't embody it. I'm not, but being around you these last years and talking to you and communicating on this podcast and going through what we do, one one hundredth of a millimeter, I get it. Listen, I sent out a post uh, where I reposted where they, it's almost like someone, there was a commercial almost cut together where they show a bunch of black people in loving uh, interaction with one another and family and words like family, heritage, uh, freedom. And it was, it was an ad for Juneteenth. And I said, uh, boy, they'll give us everything but reparations, police reform. Um, and I forgot what the third thing was. Uh, 
Oh, or, or, or sign laws of protection. From the lynching bill, it's still on the table. Back. Just what we need. Another holiday for broke niggas to have a day off. Like, we, we don't need Juneteenth. And, and, and one girl even said, all this is, is a holiday in which corporate white America will make money off niggas. Come to Walmart for Juneteenth sale. And it's like, we don't need a holiday. We need reparations. Dude. We need fucking, you know, police reform. We need bills of, of protection and laws signed into effect. Fuck a holiday. Okay. That being said, though, here's the, here's the white and the American part of me. Uh, it's no different than Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo doesn't have any meaning to Mexicans. It wasn't, it wasn't Independence Day. So that, that needs to be understood. Uh, but it's part of, it's part of, the, uh, of the American culture. This is where we're going to get very uh, tied up. American culture has a lot to do, uh, only has to do with the mixing of cultures. Now, black culture was not able to mix because two things. One, it was prevented by white people. And two, there wasn't a black American culture because it wasn't allowed to develop because of white people. So, like I always say, the pot was the black culture. The, it was black people. It was the workers that held the pot together. But as we put more things into this pot, Juneteenth, yeah, it's not necessary uh, as far as what is needed. But as far as the American uh, tradition of taking things and rebranding them, putting it out there and a community, uh, it is part of it is part of what America does. It's part of it. When, when I hear people say that it's a uh, cultural appropriation, I was like, that's called America. There is no, there's no America without cultural appropriation. That's what we do. We take things that everybody brought here. So, uh, you know, I, this is a very interesting time and people have to, uh, I think navigate this correctly, um, for themselves and see that this is part of what America does. And, does it make it does a holiday for uh, Cinco de Mayo make us more Hispanic friendly in this country? Does it make it more acceptable? Did it make, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. And if that's the case, because we also have St. Patty's Day. Well, 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 well the Irish has, has been known for drinking. Uh, but like I say, it gives Juneteenth uh, Another day, another holiday for brothers who are broke. They ain't got jobs to have time off or not look for one. Single de Mayo. It's another reason for Mexicans to drink. Well, we're all drinking on that day. We're all drinking that day. Yeah, but, you know, that's they shit, though. But you know what I'm saying? Culturally, it's like we all we all come out for it. So if 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 Juneteenth becomes a holiday that everybody comes out, is that not um, America putting in everything into the pot again? Other than having a day off, which we got enough holidays for that. Give us what counts. It, it, it should, because, but one thing that I, I, I said too is that how long did we fight to get for a Martin Luther King holiday? You didn't hear that fart just now? I thought, I thought you ripped something. God damn. Go ahead. <laughs> how long did we fight to get a Martin Luther King holiday and then it didn't get approved in every state? I'm from Arizona, so I know about this. Uh, this went pretty quick, uh, and you're right. It's it's a way for it, I'm not denying it's a, it's a white pat on the back. That's all it is. That's why it got through the, through the Senate so quickly. Right, but meanwhile, we're still waiting on Joe Biden to sign a law to affect to protect niggas, same way he did to protect the Asians. Yeah, the lynching bill should have already been passed. All this being said, as we do this, though, these things are going to come about because it's part of. Um, it, it's part of a, Americanizing cultures. And so this is it. I'm not saying cheer for it. I'm not saying we made any miraculous contribution uh, to changing the way America works. I'm saying that it's part of the process. All right. One more. Yeah. Uh, JU5T10 Incorporated Hollywood Gangbang The last two episodes are literally gold With the impressions and Andy laughing in the background Were killing me uh, AL, Jason, Sylvester Oh, Al, Jason, Sylvester Poor Paulie's ass was destroyed 
okay, now that I've got that out the way, let me say, like I said last email, I'm getting back in the habit of writing more emails. I was honestly expecting to get a $10 lot of money, but looks like I can fucking spell way to go remedial English class. My email name or address is horrible. My name is Justin. I usually respond to you on Instagram under Justin underscore the T-R-E, the trees. Uh, to all the new listeners, do as the two geniuses suggest and start this ride from the beginning because some of the jokes you, ju- uh, you just have to understand how they came about. Any I wanted, any I wanted. Yeah, let's rewind. <laughs> Looks like I can fucking spell. Way to go, remedial English class. All right. <laughs> um, any I wanted to touch on the TV shows slash movies. Have y'all ever seen 200 Cigarettes? Great movie. A lot of actors in their early years, such as Dave Chappelle. One hour photo. I think it's that a lot of actors in their early years and went on to name one actor. <laughs> one, hour, one hour photo with Robin Williams, New Jersey Drive. Oh, that's a great one. Great old school movie about stealing cars. Ready Player One. Not sure if you guys like it, but considering Aries, I hated that movie. I haven't I seen it. I want to see it, though. I couldn't even get through it. Um, re, uh, Ready Player One. Not sure if you guys like it, but considering Aries likes games, it would be a good one to watch. Much love to all the loyal lady listeners. And fellas, let's step the game up. Roll call. Rand Foots, Sergio Sosa. That one brother with the African name I can't remember right now. Fuck me. I've got the Andy. Rand's foot. Huh? Rand's foot. Isn't that Rand's no, foot? Nobody else. Oh, okay. Olawaki, one of them niggas. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Can't remember the name when it comes down to the time. Y'all keep doing the damn thing. Justin out. Appreciate that, Justin. Uh, we finally heard from Farah. We finally heard from uh, Leroy. Where the fuck is Sergio Sosa? Where the fuck is Sergio? Missing in action, man. You said what? Missing in action. Yeah, I think the last email he wrote us was about uh, how we take too long on certain topics. And I think that based on the way I reprimanded him... (laughs) That's he hasn't. He's been gone since. Um, it, uh, you, were, I didn't hurt Tertio's feelings. Uh, come back, baby. We love you. Don't be like that, nigga. There's dude, no lying in you, Tony. I like you. I got an I got an, I got an email. Me, fucking monkey. Huh? I'm sorry. I got an email from uh, somebody who didn't like your. Uh, did you get many emails on somebody who didn't like your homeless take? Yeah, I, I think I got one. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk yeah. about it before we cut out of here tonight, or, or, or are you good where we're at? You have to know. It's long, so I don't want to read the whole thing. Uh, he just didn't like your perspective on... Uh, Save it for Portland, Okay. there's a homeless situation Yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got a lot on the homeless shit? My, my personal take, yeah. I can kill anything political and, and social for hours if you want me to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, yeah, we'll save it. Yeah, let's do that. But we're in Portland while you're listening to this. Uh, actually, oh, man, I should have said that on, my, on the Wednesday episode. Oh, we are in Portland, so it's like, damn, we should talk about it. But you got to go, though. I got to go, but, um, yeah, but we could address it in Portland, talking about what we see when we're in Portland this time, though, too, next time. But on the yeah. la- on the last episode, yeah, 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 I know. What you're yeah, saying. on the last episode, though, I might ask Steve if he could cut it in. I have my own show that Thursday in Portland. Yeah, today when you guys are listening to this, I'm going to be, be in Portland. I'm I'm at Helium. I'm I'm getting you. You you have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so they gave me the Thursday before you. Okay, so you headline it. Yeah, I get to do the hour. Oh shit! You go do a whole hour. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, who's opening for you? I don't know one of uh, one of the their their comics. Somebody from I'm sure from Portland. If I come out the night before, let me open. <laughs> Dude, I the struggle. I could imagine my struggle trying to trying to follow you after. 
Uh, yeah, that would be devastating. It'd make me a better comic, I'll tell you that. If we switched up the way we did comedy, I'd get better a lot faster. Hey, man, that's uh, Vienna sausage dick up against submarine dick. Dude, I would be working, swimming upstream the whole time. All right, brother. Uh, musically, um, this is Warren Wint. Uh, Warren Wint. Uh, the whole nine times lion. Uh, once again, this is one of them niggas that sent me their shit, but didn't send me their socials. God, oh, I don't know what to say. They didn't send social shit. Huh? There's regular shit and social shit. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. All right. Uh, this is called Lion. It almost feels Jamaican. Lion uh, from Warren Stitt. Uh, Warren Wint. Apologize. Wint. W-I-N-T. All right, guys. Uh, that's it, right? Yep, that's it. All right. See y'all. Love you. Uh, niggas, pull your pants up. Black women, take that shit off your heads. I mean... You never find what you're looking for. But when you let it happen, I'm in. Uh, like it or not, I was on the bus stop, now I'm pushing the drop. Yeah, I seen it a lot. The devil working hard for a young nigga to stop. And that's worth to my pops. I refuse to get shot by one of you cops. I needed a lot I was born with a disadvantage So I was told they try to brainwash you and keep you damaged I brush that dirt off my shoulders and move off all the planet The Lord's blessings kept me out of dodging off them standards Always in the foreign floor and screaming fuck the law Haters like all these niggas just fuck them all Prayers to the Lord had me bury thoughts When I was stuck up in the cell I was never bought Do the math I was always looking for a problem to solve And they ain't want me in now I'm getting involved I'm thinking plans of domination on the road to success Hit my tire corner flat, I was walking the rest And every time I seen them lights, I be thinking of rest I was told we were less, but yet we treated like threat But I'm taking all shots if they giving out texts, nigga, it's me Like it or not, I was on the bus stop, now I'm pushing the drop Yeah, I seen it a lot, the devil working hard for a young nigga to stop And that's worth to my pops, I refuse to get shot by one of you cops It would be best advised to keep you a burner Turn that beef to burger Some of you niggas deserve to feel a Leader of what I share but I still ain't kept I wish I could take it back To when the real was real The fake is fake We made no mistakes But in this day and age they'd rather you That's how I get pussy. <laughs> <laughs>